Hello everyone, my name is Mina Ramchandani. I'm an infectious disease physician at the University of Washington in Seattle. This podcast is dedicated to an STD literature review for healthcare professionals who are interested in remaining up to date on the diagnosis, management, and prevention of STDs. The concept of using post-exposure prophylaxis, or PEP, for bacterial STI prevention has been gaining traction over the past decade. Doxycycline has been suggested as PEP to prevent a bacterial STI in an event-driven way, and we discussed this last in our episode in December of 2020. It's also referred to as doxypep. Patients have expressed appreciation for bacterial STI prevention as it can potentially empower their own sexual health and reduce stigma. Now, some recent exciting data was published on doxypep, and with this new information, patients are asking about doxypep, and public health programs in different cities are starting to provide guidelines to help medical providers and patients navigate when and how to prescribe this medication based on the data that we have. Seattle and King County just posted guidelines, and I anticipate further guidelines from different organizations will be available soon. But doxypep for STI prophylaxis may not be appropriate for everyone, and there are risks to taking antibiotics. There are important counseling points which need to be discussed with patients and a lot that we still don't know. So let's review today in this episode some of the recent studies on doxypep. The first article for review was published in the New England Journal of Medicine in April of 2023 by Dr. Luke Kameyer and colleagues. It is titled Post-Exposure Doxycycline to Prevent Bacterial Sexually Transmitted Infections. Now I'm going to spend a bit more time on this article in this episode. The study was conducted at two HIV clinics and two sexual health clinics in San Francisco and Seattle. It was an open-label, randomized study involving MSM, or men who have sex with men, and transgender women who were living with HIV or taking HIV PrEP and had a bacterial STI in the past year. They enrolled 501 participants, and in the three months prior to enrollment, The participants had a median of nine sexual partners, and 90% of sex was condomless. Participants were randomized in a 2 to 1 ratio to take either 200 milligrams of doxycycline as a single dose, ideally within 24 hours, but no later than 72 hours after condomless sex, and again, this is referred to as doxypep, or receive the standard of care without taking doxycycline. Now, in the doxypep group, participants were to take no more than one dose of doxycycline every 24 hours. STI testing for gonorrhea, chlamydia, and syphilis was performed in participants every three months. Now, let's take a look at the results. When combining for both cohorts, the HIV prep group, as well as the persons with HIV group, an STI was diagnosed in 11% of those taking doxypep versus 31% receiving the standard of care. The incidence of gonorrhea, chlamydia, and syphilis was significantly lower in doxypep than with standard of care in both the HIV PrEP group as well as the persons with HIV cohort. For the HIV PrEP cohort, the relative risks were 0.45 for gonorrhea, 0.12 for chlamydia, and 0.13 for syphilis when taking doxypep. For the persons with HIV cohort, The relative risks were 0.43 for gonorrhea, 0.26 for chlamydia, and 0.23 for syphilis when taking doxypep. Of note, the relative risk for syphilis was not significant due to a small number of events. In the analysis of time to first STI, the incidence was lower by 66% with doxypep than with the standard of care in the HIV PrEP cohort and by 52% in persons living with HIV. 
there was a median of four doses of doxycycline taken per month with an interquartile range of 1 to 10. And they found no serious adverse events were attributed to doxypep and the side effects were minimal. There were a few patients with gonorrhea culture available and the authors found that tetracycline-resistant gonorrhea occurred in 5 of 13 or 39% of isolates in the doxypep group and 2 of 16 or 12.5% of isolates in the standard care group. Overall, the incidence of gonorrhea, chlamydia, and syphilis was lower by two-thirds with doxypep than with standard of care. It suggests that taking this antibiotic after condomless sex might be a new prevention method for STIs in MSM and transgender women with a history of bacterial STI. The authors point out that there is potential for antibiotic resistance to doxycycline, both for the bacteria that cause STIs, but for other bacteria such as, for example, Staphylococcus aureus and organisms that comprise the vaginal intestinal microbiome as well. And additional research is needed to determine the effect of taking doxypep long-term, both for the individual as well as the population as a whole. The next study to discuss was presented at CROI, also known as Conference on Retroviruses and Opportunistic Infections, in February of 2023 by Dr. Molina and colleagues, and it is titled ANRS-174 DOXYVAC, an open-label randomized trial to prevent STIs and MSM on PrEP. Now, this study was a randomized open trial of MSM on HIV PrEP who had a bacterial STI in the prior 12 months. The participants were randomized to receive either doxypep or no doxypep and receiving 4C men B vaccine or no vaccine. Now let's take a step back and give some background. 4C men B vaccine is a vaccine that protects against Neisseria meningitides serotype B, and it was associated with a 26 to 46% reduction of Neisseria gonorrhea in observational studies. We did a podcast episode reviewing these studies in February of 2022. Now back to the study that we're going to discuss today. There was a total of 502 participants in all four groups, and on average, participants had two STIs in the prior 12 months and 10 partners in the last three months. After an interim unblinded analysis of the study, they found a significant effectiveness of both interventions. Therefore, the study was prematurely discontinued, and doxypep and 4C men B vaccine were offered to all participants in the trial they had a medium follow-up of nine months. What they found is that with the doxypep group comparison, the incidence of chlamydia or syphilis infection was 35 per 100 person years in the no doxypep arm compared to 6 per 100 person years in the doxypep arm. So that was a big difference. The adjusted hazard ratio for time to first chlamydia or syphilis infection was 0.16. There was also a significant increase in time to first chlamydia, syphilis, gonorrhea, and mycoplasma genitalium infection in the doxypep arm. With the vaccine group comparison, the incidence of gonorrhea was significantly higher in the no-vaccine arm, and it was around 20 per 100-person years compared to 10 per 100-person years in the 4C men B arm. They didn't find any changes in sexual behavior in the groups with regards to the number of sexual partners or number of condomless sex acts. In this study, doxypep showed significant reductions of STIs in MSM on PrEP with a bacterial STI in the prior 12 months. The vaccine 4C men B reduced the incidence of first episode of gonorrhea in this group as well. The authors note that evaluation of the full impact on antibiotic resistance for STI pathogens, other bacteria, as well as other organisms in the microbiome is underway. 
so more studies that are coming forth in the future. The third study to review was also presented at CROI in February of 2023 by Dr. Stewart and colleagues. It is titled Doxycycline Post-Exposure Prophylaxis for Prevention of STIs Among Cisgender Women. This was the first trial of doxypep among cisgender women, and it was an open-label, randomized trial where cisgender women taking PrEP in Kizomo, Kenya took 200 milligrams of doxycycline within 72 hours of sex compared with standard of care which entailed quarterly STI testing and treatment if results were positive. They enrolled around 450 cisgender women who were taking HIV PrEP. At baseline, chlamydia was detected in about 13-15% to in both groups, and gonorrhea was about 3-5% to in both groups. The prevalence of syphilis was low, and 37% of participants reported transactional sex. The participants were followed for about 12 months, Weekly surveys were done by text on frequency of sex and doxypep use. What the authors found is that the overall incidence of STIs was high at 27 per 100 person years. But there were no significant differences in STIs between doxypep and the standard of care group. There were no significant differences in either chlamydia or gonorrhea between groups. And they did find that the self-reported adherence was high. So overall, this study found no effect of doxypep and cisgender women in preventing STIs, and the reasons are just not exactly clear. Some possible explanations include endocervical tissue may differ from urethral, rectal, and pharyngeal tissue. The high prevalence of tetracycline gonorrhea resistance in Kenya may have contributed to this results. And while adherence was high, it was imperfect. And so further research is needed in this area. Overall, these studies indicate that doxypep was found to be highly effective to prevent bacterial STIs in MSM and transgender women with a recent history of bacterial STIs. And I discussed this STI prevention tool with my patients who meet this criteria. But what we see from these studies is that it is not an effective intervention in cisgender women. For patients who are eligible for doxypep, I also would make sure to discuss the risks and benefits of this intervention. The average study participant took around 43 extra doses of antibiotics per year to avert 1.4 STIs per year. And there is a concern for antibiotic resistance for STIs as well as other bacteria. We don't know the effect of taking doxypep on the microbiome and what this means both for the individual as well as the population. But each patient is different and counseling is important with shared decision making to determine what is best for that individual at a particular point in time in their life. To conclude, I'd like to summarize some key points from this session. Doxypep is highly effective in preventing chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis in MSM and transgender women with a history of bacterial STI in the past year. A randomized control trial found the use of doxypep did not reduce incident STIs among cisgender women taking HIV PrEP in Kenya. Providers should be informed about doxypep so they can have discussions with their patients and watch for local and national guidance to determine how to incorporate this STI prevention tool into your clinical practice. This podcast is brought to you by the National STD Curriculum, the University of Washington STD Prevention Training Center, and is funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Transcripts and references for this podcast series can be found on our website, the National STD Curriculum at www.std.uw.edu. Thank you and have a wonderful day.